listening to Confessions of a CEO. This is the show where I'll be taking you behind the laptops and lives of some of the best and brightest female minds in the online business game. The frank, funny, and inspiring chats that we have behind closed doors are about to be revealed. This is the secret sauce that you need to hear that's going to help you and blow your mind at the same time. No fluff, just all of the honest good stuff. I'm your host, Mel Moore. I'm a CEO, embodiment, and business coach for female online entrepreneurs. And I'm also the founder of a boutique, virtual assistant agency. I'm so excited you're here. Let's dive into today's episode. Hello, sweet cheeks. Welcome to another episode. I'm just loving these conversations because mostly they're with my friends. So this has been just joyful. And I'm really, really excited to introduce you to Asia today. She is a brand strategist who helps visionary entrepreneurs discover leverage and communicate what makes them unique. She's on a mission to revolutionize her industry by simplifying the concept of branding so that her clients can build brands that are both profitable and impactful. We're going to unpack what a brand actually is and why it matters here, what she really thinks of some of the wild stuff that we get told in the online service provider space, and you'll walk away knowing how to create and show up online in the best way possible for you. It's a great conversation. We don't hold back. If you're, uh, you don't love swearing, you might want to tune out, but we are very frank. We always have been in our friendship. So this is just an extension of that. So come and join us today. Okay. So hello, everybody. Welcome to Confessions of a CEO. And this episode is Confessions of a Brand Strategist with my dear online friend, Asia Dore. Asia is a brand strategist who helps visionary entrepreneurs discover, leverage, and communicate what makes them unique. She's on a mission to revolutionize her industry by simplifying the concept of branding. So her clients can build brands that are both profitable and impactful. She really is on a mission to inspire you to build your brand so you can confidently share your original ideas and be leaders in your own space. I am so excited for this conversation. Not only is Asia super talented, but also super frank like me. So we're not talking about disrupting the online industry, like the echo chamber in Voxer with long voice notes. We're usually cackling over something. So just know that nothing's off limits with us today. (laughs) So Asia, are you ready? (laughs) I am so ready, Mel. I'm so honored to be here. I'm sure all of your followers are thrilled that you finally started the podcast. And now Mm -hmm. that you're nice and buttered up, Hopefully you won't ask me any hard questions. No promises. (laughs) I love it. So confess, name the biggest fuck up and what you do differently because of it. Honestly, I think that my biggest fuck up was not allowing myself the audacity to be a bad bitch sooner. I just love that. Tell me more. What do you mean when you say that? (laughs) Was it a confidence thing? I mean, absolutely it was. Yeah, I just spent the first few years of my business so like timid and meek and and small. And it's like, I wanted attention to get clients, but also don't pay attention to me. (laughs) I'm just over here, you know, doing my little business. So yeah, definitely a confidence issue. But the, the bummer thing about that is that by staying timid and staying small and not wanting to share what I knew because I didn't want to come across as like egotistical or self-important. It really suffocated my expertise. And like Mm. my expertise is the thing that allows me to help my clients. (laughs) So it's kind of like a, a paradox situation. 
And I, I really wish that I would have known that it's okay to be good at what I do. And it's okay to talk mm. about the fact that I'm good at what I do, because that is the thing that allows me to actually help my clients. Yes. And um, I think there's going to be so many women who relate to that from a don't take up space, don't be braggy, it's boastful, boastful's not nice, it's not good. So that will resonate with a lot of people. Yeah. I, I mean, we see it all the time. And on one hand, I wish I had known it sooner. On the other hand, I don't know that I possibly could have. I do think that that mm. confidence co- does come from experience. But at the same time, like if I had known then what I know now about branding, <laughs> like that's what I would do yeah. differently, right? Because I realized that my brand is what empowers me to show up in that way. So if I had mm. focused on my brand earlier, I think I would have been more confident sooner. And do you think it was just about the way you were showing up? You weren't confident to be yourself because you didn't know what that looked like, or you felt like you were trying to be something that you thought you should be? Yes. I mean, <laughs> yes. <laughs> I, I think that like a lot of entrepreneurs, I came from a history of just having jobs, working for other people working under other people's brands. And mm-hmm. so I wasn't used to having the microphone. I wasn't used to being center stage. Mm-hmm. But And a lot of people don't like to be the center of attention, right? But that's not really yeah. what it's about. It's like our people need us to take the microphone. Our people need yeah. us to stand in the center of the stage and say, mm-hmm. you know, like because it's not really about us. But when we have the microphone, that allows Mm -hmm. us to share our ideas and it allows us to share our expertise. And that's the thing that helps people. And when you say it's not really about us, what do you mean? (laughs) That's a great question. (laughs) I, I just think I think there's so much of a focus right now in the messaging we see online for online businesses. Mm-hmm. It just becomes a big echo chamber of what can your business do for you? How can you mm-hmm. make more money? How doing less work? How can you do everything more easily? How can you get more mm-hmm. clients? And like all of those things are important. I do not want to diminish the importance of having a business that makes money. That's the point. Uh-huh. But I think that when we focus on us in our businesses, it stifles our energy from, again, sharing our ideas boldly and confidently in a way that actually helps our people because you also can't have a business without other people. So when you're so focused on, okay, me, me, me in my business, like, again, yes, your business should give you all the freedoms to do the things that you want to do because then you show up as your best self in the business. Right. Mm. But there's also this other side of that that I just don't feel like we're talking about right now, that it's is also focused on the other side of it. What is my business doing for others? And I mean, I think that there's kind mm. of two groups of entrepreneurs, right? There are the entrepreneurs that are just like, I just want to make a bunch of money and work from the beach. And that's fine. <laughs> like, that's fine. Yes. But I also think that that doesn't leave, leave much room for those of us who are like, No, I actually like I'm passionate about what I do because of the change Mm -hmm. that it makes in the world, not just because Mm -hmm. it gives me the lifestyle I want. I know that we both with our clients will see a lot of that where they often come to us and they've been comparison and doom scrolling and just a sort of paralysis they have around messaging. And there's that human first themselves figuring out how they show up in their own identity and their own personality. And that's okay to take up space and embody all of their quirks and what makes them them. And then I think the second part of it is kind of what you're saying, which is 
it's if it's so centered around what we want and what we do as the service provider, you're not really giving your your humans and your clients a glimpse of what it can do for them, right? So we're missing, that's kind of the missing chunk that you're saying, right? Yeah. I mean, business is here to solve problems. So if you're not focused on the problem and you're not focused on mm. the solution, then it does become all about you, which is yeah. dangerous yeah. because if it's if you're not making it about the client, you're not going to get any clients and then you won't make any money anyway. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Because, you know, the, the, the hints in the title, service provider, <laughs> we forget that. <laughs> yes. And a lot of us are like, I'm making, you know, and it's like these big statements that you and I often chat about on Voxer, <laughs> which is this sure. whole like, I'll help you make 10K months and I've got six six figures in my bank account this month. And we're like, cool. What does that do for me? Like, what does seeing your bank statement do for me and my business and my dreams, right? Yes. Like, preach that. <laughs> preach that to the moon. Especially because that doesn't give us any indication of what else is happening in the business. We all mm. have different, um, we all have different business models. We all have different offers. We all have different ways that we launch. We all take on a different amount of clients. And so it's not giving us any indication of the behind the scenes of what it took to get there. Like, yes, that's great for you. You you've shown that it's possible for you. But again, like you said, what does that do for me? And does this come up so often with your clients and kind of how do you walk them around kind of the other side so that they can show up in the right way? What's what's kind of your process with them? I don't feel like the clients who come to me need a lot of convincing to do business Mm -hmm. in this other way. Um, I think that I just naturally attract those people because I talk about it literally all the time. Um, So I, I don't think that my clients have an issue with um, understanding that they need to show up in this more powerful way and really make it about their purpose and their mission and their clients. The mm. issue my clients have is they don't know how to do that. And that's where the brand strategy is because it literally tells you how to do that. When you have a full brand strategy guideline, it's like, this is what mm. I'm doing here. This is who I'm doing it for. This is why it matters. And that's kind of not only the driving force for them to show up in that powerful way, uh, but it also kind of gives them a roadmap of how to make daily decisions that allows them to consistently show up that way. That's incredible. And so to the layman woman out there thinking, well, I'm new-ish in my business, maybe a year, under a year, under two years, and they hear the words brand strategy, that tends to come with this enormous body of work, expensive, and, and just this kind of overwhelming sense because we may have come from corporate where brand strategy seems like a normal part of like that, you know, clip into corporate culture. What does it mean for a solo entrepreneur? What is a brand strategy that, you know, how would you kind of explain it in a way that makes sense? That isn't overwhelming. (laughs) That isn't overwhelming. Well, yeah, I mean, that's, that's the question to ask because that is, that's, I mean, you even said it in my intro. That's what I'm on a mission to do is to simplify Mm. all of that, right? Like when I first started my business, eight years ago, I'm really like showing my age here, but um, (laughs) the, 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 the things that I was seeing about branding and the, and the stuff that was being taught about branding. And I mean, I still see this today is that the, like, these are the, the, 
ways to brand a corporation. Mm. And so that's how you also brand your small business. Mm. And it was so frustrating to me to see blog post after blog posts of like, this is what Apple and McDonald's did. And and oh, so you yeah. just do that. <laughs> I can relate to that so much. I, yeah. What do I have in common with a corporation? Like, no one was telling me, I, like no one was talking about how to apply those concepts to my small business that is just me, right? Yeah. So essentially I became that someone because I'm like, this, this is not working for people because when we try to brand our small businesses like large corporations, we just completely lose everything that makes us us in the process. We completely lose our individuality and our passion because we're creating a brand, which you can't create a brand, by the way. You can't like do it Preach. from scratch. Preach. That's another conversation maybe for another episode. <laughs> but but we're taught to like create this brand and this is your box and everything about your brand has to fall into this beautiful aesthetic of an umbrella. And it just mm. takes all of the soul out of it. Like you wonder why corporations don't have soul. That's why yeah. <laughs> they sucked it mm -hmm. out when they tried to brand their business. Okay. So now I, I went off on a tangent. I don't even remember your, oh, your original question was <laughs> what is your strategy? Okay. Yeah. So your brand is basically um, your reputation, right? It's how your clients feel mm. about you. It's how it's the thoughts that pop into people's head when they experience you and your business, when you interact with them. Mm. Your because your your brand is is not first of all it's not about you it's about your ideal clients and mm -hmm. it is also I'm so sorry I feel like I have to sneeze <laughs> I did this, this out oh my gosh oh my gosh it's gone Mel I'm so sorry I'm, I was talking about corporations and I'm allergic okay. <laughs> I'm gonna leave this in because you just said a real doozy <laughs> I wanted to sneeze folks we had to pause the recording because Asia went to sneeze and she came back and said wait sorry I'm allergic to corporate branding <laughs> It can go on the blooper reel. Oh, that's so embarrassing. Okay, let me okay. let me try to restart where I was. <laughs> so your brand is not for you. It's your ideal client. Mm. It's for your ideal clients. It's also, your brand is also not what you say it is. Your brand is what people think it is, right? Which kind of makes you feel like, well, I don't have any control then over my brand. Um, but that's where st brand strategy comes in because brand strategy is what bridges the gap between what you want your brand to be and what it actually is to your ideal clients. That's super interesting because it's, you know, I can think of people out there who something about their brand is very knowledgeable, whether it's they're getting their clients these results, but we know them for specific things or the way that they show up in their marketing. It's a tone they use. It's an extension of their personalities. And do you find that we, we tend to think that our brand and our personality are two separate things, but actually they're more intertwined than we think they are. I think that there is a lot of pressure to be professional because Ooh, we want let's talk about to that word. Right. Because, because we want people to take us seriously. Like we're fucking yeah. good at what we do. We get results. We know what we're doing. We've been in the game for a while. And so mm. we want people to know that. And so we try so hard to make it so obvious to people that we're professional, but then we lose our personality in the process and we sound like robots and this is how mm -hmm. you can work with me. And it's just boring. Mm. Right. So, 
So yes, personality is a crucial part of your brand as an entrepreneur, whether you're building a personal brand or not. I mean, even the corporate brands have personalities, right? You look at brands like Taco Bell, for example. And and so, so it is a very crucial part of the branding process. But just because you're putting your personality into your brand doesn't mean you have to like be a completely open book and air your dirty laundry and be like 100% yes. honest about everything <laughs> all the time, right? I like to think of your brand personality as a refined version of your actual personality. Hence the strategy, right? Strategic. Yes, Mel, you're getting it because it does have to be strategic, right? Because it's, Mm -hmm. yes, like you said, it's brand strategy. It's literally in the word because again, your brand is not for you. Your brand is for your ideal Mm -hmm. clients. So what parts of your personality are for your ideal Mm -hmm. clients? That's so, so interesting because I don't think a lot of people will have thought about it that way. It's more like, who am I supposed to be to show up and get clients, right? It's probably the first thought. And then in comes the comparison scrolling and the, well, they show up and talk like this. And then you get the opposite extreme where people have no filter and it's purposeless, if that makes sense, if that's even a word, where they're just like, if I word vomit at the screen my entire life, then that's my brand. There's an in-between, which is a little bit more refined because yes, we don't have to show our entire lives to the world for us to feel human to our clients, right? Yeah. Oh, beautifully put. Yes. And I think there's so there's so much knowledge in that that I think people are going to take away from this in terms of right, how do I, you know, what's what one thing would you say that people could do as an easy thing today, maybe to take away from this um, in terms of finding out what their brand strategy is? Yeah. Well, can I give you four things? Absolutely. Go wild. <laughs> you kind of need the four. They're very simple. Figure out exactly what you do. Figure mm-hmm. out exactly who you do it for. Mm-hmm. Figure out exactly how you do it differently than everybody else who's doing the same thing, technically. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. figure out why the hell any of it matters. <laughs> I love like that. that like, the- that's it. I'm not <laughs> saying it's easy. I'm not saying it's easy, but it is so simple. It's so interesting because the third point, I'm like, oh, I really struggle. I remember really struggling with that. What makes you do it differently? What makes it differently? And the and, and please correct me if I'm wrong, but the simplest thing that you know sprung to mind for me is like it's me, uh, my way, my personality, the way I care, the way I X Y Z, the way I walk my clients through this, the way I operate with them on a daily basis. That's kind of the way I do it differently. It's not that we're having to create some out of the box idea of like I'm gonna you know bounce off the ceiling while I do this with you or something ridiculous. You know what I mean? <laughs> but I could be way off base, so feel free to correct me. <laughs> oh, you are spot on. And I think that's where a lot of people get hung up is it has to be like this mm. new, groundbreaking, disruptive, like fresh look. And look, if mm. that's if that's true for you, hell yes, go for it. Like if <laughs> if you're listening right now and you're like, oh, I also would like to revolutionize my industry. Like, hell yeah, send me an email. We'll do it together, right? But it doesn't have to be that. It's really, again, it's the simplest stuff, I think, in branding that is really so powerful. So yeah, when people are thinking about, okay, well, what makes me unique? And again, I mean, you you said it in my intro, that's what I help people with. Like what, what actually is it and how do we tell people about it and how do we leverage it in your business to be, you know, more successful in whatever way that means to the client, but you have all the answers. 
to your brand Mm -hmm. within you. They're already all in here. And that's why I said you can't create a brand, right? You just build a brand and you refine a brand Mm -hmm. based on the stuff that's already in here. Uh, I'm Mm -hmm. pointing to my head in case someone isn't watching. They're listening. It's all in here. (laughs) It's my responsibility as a brand strategist to pull it out of you, right? So we can actually Mm -hmm. articulate it because a lot of people know what they do. Like they get it. They, They know the basics, they know that what they do is really powerful and successful and they've helped lots of people. But when they try to explain it, it just like all comes out as like a bunch of word vomit, right? So it's like they know it, they just aren't able to articulate it. And it's the same thing with with what makes you unique. It's the same thing. You already know, we just need to pull it out. And that's the power right, of having someone outside of your own brain to really sit down and work through this with you. Because so often you just ca- you're too close to it or you think it needs to be more complicated than it is. And it's the power of having someone like you to just really succinctly reflect it back and create that brand strategy and that profile for them. And so what when your clients come to you and you work through this process with them and then they go off, what is kind of the difference that you see in them and what is kind of the impact that it has on them? Because I know that you're so driven to sort of have this positive impact on other people, but it's like a ripple, right? So when they've gone through this process, what do they, what effects does it have on them for the positive in their businesses? The biggest thing that I've seen with my clients is, again, when they come to me, the ambition is there, the Mm. belief that they have a business that was, that was, meant to have some sort of impact, right? Besides just making money, like all of that stuff is already there. I don't typically need to convince people, my people (laughs) that that's true for them. Um, Again, it's the, how do we make that happen where they get stuck? Mm. And what I see is that it's, it's not for lack of ideas, they feel like they have too many ideas. It's nothing is cohesive. I have this part of my brand and this part of my business. And, uh, you know, I'm multi-passionate and I want to do all these things with all these people. Um, and, you know, that's that's where their passion really comes from, right? It's like it's, it's just like bursting out of them. It's like a fire hose, right? And mm. we need to like funnel that water down <laughs> into like something specific because what happens with too many ideas is no action is being taken. Or Mm. they will start and take action, but then they won't be consistent because shiny object syndrome and they have another idea. So nothing really feels cohesive in their business, Mm. which which makes them feel scattered all the time. So what I typically see after people working with, after people work with me is Mm. that they have, they they just know where they're going. They have the direction now. They're like, Mm. this is, this is my guiding light. This is my destination. And these are the actions that I need to take in order to reach that destination, right? Using my brand as like my North Star, my guiding light. Yeah. And so they really are able to just take action and actually like reach their goals and whatever goals they have mm-hmm. in a way that they weren't able to because they didn't know which actions to take. And I love that because I love the way you describe it as like a guiding North Star because it's almost like if you have that to filter everything through, everything becomes cohesive, succinct. You become to kind of step into like that authority and you really become known for what you do and how you do it. And that's what we're all trying to do in our, you know, in our mission to help other people we have to also show up and tell people that we're good at this 
um, and for them to get to know and understand us as kind of leaders and experts in this industry. So you're sort of, it's so multifaceted what you do, right? Because you're giving people that confidence. You're giving them the strategy, that guiding North Star, and then they've got that for, you know, eternity in their brain if, if they, you know, take it on board and execute it. It's always going to be the filter that they put things through or the guide for them, right? Yes. And a, like a filter is such a fantastic way to say it because it allows for a little bit more flexibility. I think a lot of times we think of a brand again as a box where it's like, this is what's in my brand. Oh, I can't talk about that social issue because it's not on brand yeah. for me. But what I think is that really anything, you can make anything on brand for you when you have a strong brand because it does act as a filter more than a box, right? You can take anything, any idea, mm. any news, any interaction, filter it through your brand and have something to say about it that relates to your brand and what you do, which mm. is such a great place to be when it comes to like content and sharing your message and even just the conversations that you have with real people, because you never... You, you never don't have things to say about it. Yeah. You just don't know <laughs> how like, to yes. say them, right? <laughs> exactly. Yes. Like, okay, I have this microphone. I'm a business owner. Here I am. Uh, but your brand really gives you the ability to actually use your microphone in a way that, sure, it might be scary, but you also, mm -hmm. like, your, your need to share your message trumps your lack of confidence in sharing that message. Because, like, well, I just mm. need to... I just to say this. I just have to tell people this because I really believe that it's so important. Does that make sense? Yeah. It's almost like as long as you've got that kind of understanding of what it is you're filtering it through and the filter being the brand strategy, you know how to create your messaging in a way that gets you more of what you want and gets you those results and speaks to your clients and what you can do for them and how it can, you know, be that change maker. So it's a really powerful thing to sort of have that. And would you, I, I mean, I know the answer to this, but it sounds like this is something that's so crucial to do as soon as you can, really, right? Yeah, I mean, like I said earlier, if, if I could go back in time and focus on, and <laughs> do something differently and focus on something differently, I, I would have focused more on my brand because there was, there, there were so many times in my business where I was like, I don't know what the fuck I'm doing right now. I don't know what to do today. Like, I know I need more clients. Okay. Like, what do I just post on Instagram? I don't know. Um, yeah. So, so ha yeah, having that direction is so beneficial. I mean, I've, I've pivoted like four times in my business, <laughs> which to some people might this not seem like much to some people might seem like a lot, but it felt like a lot to me because I, it's like, I got so frustrated. It's like, why can't I just pick something and do it? Like, am mm. I a commitment phobe? What is my deal? Um, but I do think that if I would have, I, and to be fair, pivots are necessary in business. Like we have to, I was going to say, I think we've yeah, all we been through to. a few or we'll probably go through a couple. <laughs> yes. Yes. Um, and what I will say though, is that by developing my brand, when I did all of those pivots were extremely successful because mm. I built a brand, not just a business. It, it was a pivot, but it wasn't like a complete mm. relaunch into something complete. Like I didn't have to burn anything down. It was just like, Oh, by the way, Hey guys, I'm doing this now. And everyone was like, cool. Awesome. We'll mm. follow you. Like I, I, I have people in my community that have been with me from like the very beginning. And I'm not saying that those are necessarily potential clients. They might be, but they, they're still with me because they were drawn to my brand not just my business and my occupation. That's so powerful. Building a brand, not just a business. 
Yeah. Because no matter yes. where you go with the business aspect, and I mean, this could be that you're changing your service or your key offer, or your signature offer, or, you know, as basic as that. But if the brand is strong, if what you're, who you are and what you're known for and how you show up in the world for your clients is known, that's your brand. The business underneath it will always be able to, to flex and to pivot with your own personal and business growth, right? Yeah. And, and it should. And that's, I mean, I, I, again, I apologize. I get a tangent. I get all, I get so fired up about this, Mel. And like, I love it. I love it too. I love it. This is why our Voxer chats are on fire. That's <laughs> true. But yes, because you asked me like, is this something that business owners should do ASAP? I mean, my initial response was yes. However, mm-hmm. branding is also, it has to, it has to evolve. Your brand has to evolve just like your business does. What I will say is that mm-hmm. when you have your initial brand strategy, like you have that guideline, it's a lot yeah. easier to pivot and evolve strategically because you know where you're going Mm. or you can change where you're going easily because it's all right there. You're like, no, this isn't anymore. This is what I want to do like specifically. So I'm going to do that instead. Mm. But it also like, again, that stuff comes with experience. It's not just like (laughs) you start a business and you have a brand, right? Like, yes and no. No. I think it just depends on the individual person and how, how experienced they are, you know, in their industry and how long they've been in business and and who they've been working with and what, like what fires them up. Right. Mm. And so yes, start focusing on your brand as soon as possible, (laughs) but also be willing to trust the process. I hate saying that. I hate trusting. <laughs> She's vomited. <laughs> I'm, like, I'm like, oh, like I hate that I'm saying that because we want instant gratification. We want it now. Um, but yes, we we have to trust the process as, as painful as it is to say. I'm sure you tell your clients that all of the time too, mm, right? Yes. But that doesn't mean that you have to wait. No, I think it's something yeah. that's so worthwhile to do um, or to have eyes on. And I think you kind of know that you're at a sort of a sticky point, which is when I think this stuff tends to come up or be on the radar, <clears throat> excuse me, which you're, you've been trying some things and there's some disconnect somewhere. And sometimes the, the brand, the personal brand, the business brand is one of the biggest sticking points because you haven't quite got that alignment where you're not really able to, to stand out for your clients to understand what you do how you do it, why you do it. And when all of that's disconnected, it's no wonder that people aren't securing like consistent clients and cash and, you know, living the life they dream of. And everyone else out here is just, you know, on the quick, let's have 10K months and you just then feel horrible. But actually it's not about all that nonsense. (laughs) It's actually about the fundamentals of understanding who you are, how you do it, why you do it and who you do it for, right? Yes. Yeah, exactly. It would be nice if there were, if more people were talking about that than just because mm. it just, it seems like the trendy thing to say right now. Like first it was 5k months, right? Well, first, I mean, I, I think that this is also partially an evolution in online business <laughs> too, because like when I started my business in, in 2014, it was, the focus was on like, leave your job, go full time mm, in your business. Yeah. Because and, and I, I mean, maybe I was even late to that, but that was the messaging I was seeing. And it could have also been because I had a full-time job and I wanted to go into my business full-time. So that's just what I was seeing. But it was very focused on that. And then it was build a business that gives you freedom. And then mm. it was five key months and then 10K and then 20K and now 50K. And it's like, if you want to make that in your business, awesome. Yes, go for it. I'm sure there are plenty of strategies out there that will teach you how to do that. But like, just please do not lose sight 
of your purpose mm. for being in business besides making money. Please do not lose that. Like we need yeah. your ideas. Yeah. And it's almost as if your purpose is the foundation to a house that's built on good foundations versus built on sand. You know, your purpose, your intentions, being really clear about those things and to try and rush to do things in an unsustainable way, missing the key foundational points of the business and the branding means that you might get to those <clears throat> nonsense, you know, financial levels. And, and look, I don't shame anyone for wanting that. I think you should be allowed and you should definitely want delicious and juicy sums of money. Um, but it needs to be sustainable and it needs to be repeatable. And having these foundations in place mm -hmm. really make that happen and make that possible. And also I am such the queen for like doing it more sustainably which sometimes means doing it a little bit slower but it means that you can handle it and it's a forever business versus just a fire in the pan and then you're going to burn it all down because it's just too overwhelming so I do really think that what you're teaching preaching and trying to help women and business owners with is foundationally so important and it is like that set foundation versus building on sand right yeah, that's a fantastic analogy because then you're just like, you'll constantly have to rebuild your house. <laughs> like, and that's what you're saying, like burn it down and start over. I also just want to acknowledge that you said, I'm the queen of like building a business in a way that I'm going to botch what you said, but basically I'm the queen of helping you build a, a sustainable business because it is, yeah. it's so important. Like, okay, great. You had like a 50 K launch, but what does that take from you? Mm -hmm. Right. It's all give and take. Are you willing to do that again every single month? I think most people would probably say no, unless yeah. they do have some sort of foundation where they can do it sustainably and not want to, and not hate their business or their clients because of it, right? Like we don't want to hate our businesses. That's not fun. No. And it's not fun for our clients and it's not fair to our clients. So yeah, no. when you focus on, again, your purpose and you're doing it sustainably and actually helping people and actually solving their problems, which again is the point of business, mm. how could, when you have that piece and when you have someone like you, Mel, teaching you how to do it mm. sustainably, how could you not make money from that? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Like how could you not? Right. So, so it's not an either or situation. It's a, because then situation, <laughs> like because you built your business this way, then you make the money this way. Absolutely. So it's, it's, I don't know. I, I, it's non-negotiable. I think we both agree on that. <laughs> <laughs> we do. We do. But it's also giving power to the humans, the women to be able to have something that's recreatable, like clients and cash and purpose and impact. You know, it's a, you have to have a strategy and a format for all of those things. Otherwise, if you're scattergunning and throwing all the spaghetti at the wall, you aren't ever going to know which thing works. And so it's less about scattergun and more about being like really strategic with it, getting these foundational points set and then being able to use that as your jump off for everything. And that's what will build it. And this piece of work that you do is just so important and just your values behind it are just so good because ultimately you want other humans to succeed and do well and have a positive impact because it isn't all about us as you say <laughs> no it's you know unfortunately it's not all about <laughs> us. no no it's not and and yeah that's I mean like you said having having something like having not just direction but also the process mm -hmm. and like this is this is really where you know I I'm a strategist I'm not going to pretend that I'm not a strategist everything mm -hmm. I do is like okay but 
X, Y, Z, what are the steps? One, two, three, right? Yeah. But this is really where the coaching part is so crucial. I think if, mm. if people really want to reach the destination that they've decided on in their brand mm. strategy, because, because of that process. And so when you have someone like you, like mm. in your corner to say, okay, great. Like you're taking these actions, but also how are you feeling about that? <laughs> yeah. Um, is, is so crucial when it comes to the sustainable part and the substantial mm. part and the cohesive part and the repeatable part, yeah. right? Like, yes, yeah. you need your destination, but you also need to feel good about the way that you get there. And mm. so, I mean, yes, brand strategy is important, but like coaching is also pretty critical in business in general. Mm, definitely. It's, it's being able to then take what you know and do business in a way that works for you. And to do that, Yes. And have it feel good. Like it's never always easy. That's just a myth. There is, it's always a roller coaster, but it's just being able to show up and execute on what it is you're doing and who you're doing it for in a way that feels good and in a way that suits and honors who you are, your day to day life, your dreams. And having someone beside you is a huge change maker in that for sure. Because as you say, it's like you can give someone the best strategy in the world, but if they just sit there feeling scared or nervous or they don't have the confidence yet, they won't do the thing and they'll be back to square one. So it's about like, not the handholding with the execution, but being that support system while they do, you know, go out into the world and do these scary new exciting things that they want to do to you know have positive impact change lives of other humans um and be beautifully compensated and live a wonderful life at the same time you know yeah and i and it can be all of those things yeah like it can like we really can have it all in that aspect yeah it might take some time it'll definitely take some effort (laughs) um but when you when you have the tools and you're willing to execute on those tools and get the support you need, like how could it not work? Mm. How could you not get there? Mm. Right. So to close, tell me what is like the most magic thing about what you do? What do you love the most about it? I thought we decided no hard questions. <laughs> <laughs> you should see what she's like squirming. <laughs> Oh, the most magical thing about what I do. I mean, besides literally everything I already said, you want me to just sum it up. No problem, Mel. No problem at all. That's the lazy answer. (laughs) Okay. The most, the most magical thing about what I do as a brand strategist, can you tell I'm stalling, is really the fact that Well, I mean, I talk a lot about impact, right? I talk a lot about change the world with your business. And Mm. I'm I'm over the fact that that sounds very cliche. Like I I couldn't care less that that sounds cliche because I really do believe it's possible. I really do believe that entrepreneurs and small business owners have so much more power than we think we do when it Mm. comes to making a positive impact. You could argue that like, you know, big corporations have more reach, they have huge marketing budgets, they have a bigger audience, so Mm. therefore they can make more impact, but they also can make way more negative impact. (laughs) So the fact that small business owners really have like so much more power to do that Mm. and the fact that I can help them see how that, not only how that's possible, Mm. but really just lay out the exact steps Mm. to make it possible is huge because that's how we change the world. We don't change the world by changing the Mm. world. We change the world by learning and experiencing and living and having conversations and by changing ourselves. And then by sharing what we learned in that process with 
other people. And when I talk about share your message, share your ideas, that's what I'm talking about. So beautiful. So if we all do that, like if we all do that, imagine the ripple effect if we all do it. Mm. Like the ripple effect of one person doing it is already huge. But just like imagine if we all did business that way. Um, and, and so I guess the, the most magical thing that I feel like I do is, is just throw that first stone, help someone throw their first stone, right? I'm throwing my stone. This is how I do it here. Let me teach you how to throw your stone. So we're all throwing stones in the pond. And then there's just this huge ripple effect. Um, I think that's so beautiful. Yeah. I think despite you stalling, that was a stunning answer. <laughs> <laughs> Hopefully it was worth the wait. <laughs> oh, no, I love it because that's what you know change happens with an individual human and when we care and support and nurture and give our humans the strategies one by one we sometimes get to hear how it ripples sometimes we don't but a lot of the times we are aware that it is changing lives beyond the single person that we've just worked with or supported so I think that's such a beautiful way it's like we often just discount ourselves as as change makers what you've just said really brings home that us as individuals can make massive difference in the world just by doing what we're doing and being who we are so that is so beautiful so tell the good people where they can find you, how they can work with you. Give us all the details. Okay. Well, you can find me at asiador.com. That's my website. Um, (laughs) You can also find me on Instagram. I'm not on Instagram a ton, but I do really love the actual connections that I make there. So if you want to send me a message, I would be excited about that. Um, But I would, what I would really love to direct people to do is to go to my website and download um, the No Bullshit Guide to Branding, which is exactly what it sounds like it is. It's an ebook that essentially just teaches you how to brand yourself as an entrepreneur. So it explains exactly what a brand is, exactly why branding is crucial for entrepreneurs. um, And then the four steps to take to actually start figuring your brand out Mm. in a much more detailed way than I explained today. And it is free. It's totally free. So I'm sure that there will be links to that somewhere in the magic podcast in the show notes folks you can in get the show all notes. the information <laughs> sound like a professional like i know what i'm doing <laughs> you do <laughs> <laughs> no but we'll link everything in the show notes for you so you can grab asia's guide because i think it's just going to be such an important um tool for you to have and to go through um and a brilliant way to experience your magic that you put out into the world so i can't say thank you enough this has been wonderful and insightful. And I know that this has been a bit of a gift to everyone who's listened because they will have taken away so much and learned so much from this conversation. So thank you for being here and sharing that with everybody. Thank you so much, Mel. I had a great time. Thank you so much for listening. I'm so grateful you hit play. And if you liked what you heard, please leave a review, especially on Apple and hit subscribe so you never miss a new episode. If you love this and think someone else would too, then don't be shy. Share it with them. Let's inspire even more women. And every year I will be offering one woman a coaching scholarship. And the time is now. So if you think you know someone who would benefit from three months of one-to-one business coaching with me, head to the show notes and you'll find all the details and the link to apply. Good luck.